0: I'm Kim Strobel, and this is She Finds Joy. I've struggled with overcoming adversities throughout my life, feeling defeated and not having the confidence to go after what I wanted. But within every adversity, it can also sow the seed for something more in our lives. For me, that is teaching others to step into the arena of bigness, all while doing hard things and reaching for more joy and happiness along the way. I'm a truth-telling, real-talk happiness coach who believes in giving you the tools to create a life you love. Welcome to the zero-fluff, no-BS advice that gives you the small steps for big joy. Hello, everyone, and I want to tell you about our special guest on today's episode. Her name is Cassie Parks, and she is known as the Fairy Godmother for people who want to be better with money through her positive reality podcast, her books, and online coaching program. She shakes up your approach to creating powerful money stories while making it feel easy, fun, and practical. Can you imagine folks money feeling fun? Yes, it's possible. It all has to do with our thoughts, our behaviors, and our actions. When Cassie's not teaching people how to attract more money, you can find her in the pool having a dance party with her favorite kiddos, concocting powerful female leads for her novellas, and occasionally sipping on her favorite chocolate cake champagne cocktail. Well, welcome Cassie to the She Finds Joy podcast. I'm really excited to have this conversation
1: about money with you today. Yay, me too. Money conversations bring me so much joy. So I am so excited to be here. Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah. You know, money is like, I hate to say it, but the old societal script is like money is something you don't talk about. You don't talk about money. You don't talk about sex. You don't talk about politics. Um, And I disagree. I think that um, that might be a kind of an outdated way, you know, keep things private, keep, Oh, there's my dogs. Um, the UPS guy must've just pulled in because hold on a minute here. Yeah. Anytime the UPS guy pulls in the driveway, the dogs lose their mind. So sorry about that. But Mine too. Like, it's like to go with it, right. Yeah. Like, this is my life people, I sit behind this screen and I work and I have dogs that go crazy and lose their mind. Um, but getting back to money, it's like, first of all, those topics that we were taught not to talk about mm-hmm. when you don't talk about them, when you ignore them, when you feel feelings of shame around them, like it's shameful to talk about money. Um, that is like in indirectly the kind of energy we don't want to bring to money.
1: Am I right? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, because you, it's like, oh, I'm supposed to, you know, sort of going on this old paradigm, like, oh, I'm supposed to work really hard and make a lot of money, but I'm not supposed to celebrate that with anyone else. I should just keep it a secret. So it's, it's like they, they don't go together, you know, like we're supposed to do this really great thing. And I don't believe you have to make a lot of money. I believe you should do what feels good. But like, if you're supposed to in this old way, but you can't celebrate it, like, what fun is that? Exactly. And, and you know, I, I recently had
0: my legs, um, my legs and armpits and other parts of my body (laughs) lasered, the hair lasered off of them. And I made a post about it on Facebook. And then immediately people were like, Oh, how much does that cost? And then that little, (laughs) and and I'm pretty open. And I was Mm -hmm. like, of course it it was $3,700 and I'm going to put it because why do I have to feel ashamed that I chose to spend $3,700 to get my hair lasered so I don't have to shave any parts of my body anymore? Like I made that decision. I don't think it's an embarrassing decision. I don't think people have a right to judge me. So why would I just not tell people what it is? I right. just put out there the price, like this is what it is. And it, it felt good, you know? So anyways, before we get into all the goodness, I, how did you come to coach Do you coach women on money specifically or anybody on money?
1: Anybody on money. So I coach mostly women, but I do have some amazing men that are brave enough to show up in our group and, and be vulnerable and coached in front of women. Um, how do you become a money coach, Cassie? (laughs) Tell me your story. I love it. Um, so I always knew I wanted to be a coach. I was trying to build a coaching business, you know, couldn't figure out my niche, all these things. Um, I was trying to build my coaching business using the law of attraction. I think I was doing it. I know I was doing it completely wrong. Um, <laughs> and then one day I sort of threw my arms up and I was asked myself, like, what do you really want? And I said, I want to be financially independent. Like I wanted that since I was 19, when I learned that was a thing, right. Cause they, nobody had told me that was an option. <laughs> um, nope. and so I said, that's what I want. And I said, all right, then that's what I'm going to create. And I had been working on my money mindset because I came from a place, you know, my dad worked a lot of hours. It paid off in the end, um, in more or less like there was a, there's a buyout and a thing. And it was sort of like they won the lottery. But for me, I'm like, well, how can you guarantee that lottery at the end? Right? Like first of all, I don't want to work as hard as he did as many hours. I'm not, I don't, I'm just not built to work 14 hours a day. I don't think. Right. Right. And yeah. And, and then how do you guarantee sort of that thing at the end was really something that was messing with my mind. And so I had to change my money mindset. And so as I did that, and then I said, all right, I'm going to create my financial independence and leave my job. Um, and I already had a couple investment properties and
0: Ooh, that was when smart. I, that was super smart.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, so I would um, my mom had, had always had some investment properties. And when I got older, I saw like, oh, I know what these are worth. I know the time you put in and it was a lot of work in certain moments. But when I like added up in my brain, I'm like, that's a pretty good hourly wage. You know, if you break it down to the work yeah. that she did do on them, you know, So, you know, my first house, I moved out when everybody, all my roommates moved out and I downsized and I kept it and things like that. And um, then I just was led down this path through inspiration and found another property and another property and had enough passive income to leave my corporate job and start coaching. And when I left about six months before I left my job, I had written this money manifesting course sort of on a whim. For a friend, and and I said I, I can teach anyone how to manifest three hundred dollars. So I wrote I just outlined it, and when I quit my job, you know I had to recalibrate my money mindset because I could pay my bills, but I wasn't making my close to six figure salary that I was. And so I said I'm gonna write this course and I'm gonna do it, and I did, and I launched it, and then it became the thing people wanted to learn from me. Hmm. Um, and so I I never really intended to be mostly that, but the more that I coached, the more I loved it because of these things that we brought up in the beginning, talking about it, celebrating, like honoring yourself by investing in what makes you happy, like not shaving, you know? Yeah. 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 And And there's
0: nothing wrong. I think people, first of all, Cassie, they think there's something wrong with wanting money.
1: Yeah. Can Can you speak to that a little bit? Yeah, I think it's this ingrained thing, which probably comes from some things people say or think, you know, people with money are bad. It comes from when we pick up those things, oh, they must be rich. And it's a bad tone, right? Yes, or, oh, yes. people will you even know? say that in a negative way, like,
0: oh, yeah. that's old money or, oh, they're wealthy. They've got money, right?
1: Yeah. And so when you, when you're a kid and you're growing up and you can't discern like, Oh, well, that's probably because they don't feel confident about money, or or they're, you know, they don't think that's possible for them, or all those other things. You just hear, like, so it must be bad to be rich. It must be bad to have money, right? And yeah. then you're not supposed to talk about it on top of that. So nobody's yeah. not you. spiritual, right? Also, right? it's not spiritual. Yeah. Oh no,
0: be you know, it's not spiritual to have or want money. But when you actually go look at that Bible verse, you know, what is that Bible verse? It says, um you Know the root, let's see
1: what is it. Um, it's the uh, the root of all evil is um, oh, it, it always gets misquoted, is and only the, the come Yeah,
0: it's like the root. Okay, we're gonna just have to find it right now because um, <laughs> yeah, we gotta find it. You know, we're Googling right now as fast as we can on this on I this um podcast here. Um,
1: this is my kind of show, I love it. I'm always, yeah, yeah. okay, so. So it's the
0: love of money is the root of all evil, right? Mm -hmm. The love of money is the root of all evil, but people think it's money. Money is the root of all evil. It's, it's not, and there's like a million interpretations of that, Mm -hmm. but like, I believe in celebrating money and sending love to money. Like I just had to pay. $37,000 $37,000 in taxes, Cassie. Okay. Yay. I Yay. know what that, that means. You must that have made. Means I made a, a shit ton of money more. this year. Right. <laughs> yeah. And like when those checks go off, I purposely put heart stamps on those checks because I'm sending that out with love. And I'm saying, and I'm not saying it's easy and not right. saying it's easy, but like, I'm not, I know enough about vibrational energy that I am not about to send that off with like pissed offness or um, ill feelings towards the government. I'm not because man, I know that wherever I center my gratitude, the universe brings me more of that. So I literally like send that with love. I'm like, thank you universe for giving me the kind of work I do that allowed me to make that money that now portion of it does go into taxes. Right. Yeah. So like we, part of the things that get in our way is like all of these old social beliefs mm-hmm. around And Honestly, have you ever met somebody who doesn't want more money,
1: Cassie? <laughs> no, I have met many people who will judge that I do that, but at the same time, they still want more money. Yeah. Right? I mean, like, let's
0: get real. We all <laughs> yeah. want more money, mm-hmm. you know? And so, okay. Keep going
1: with what, cause you were, you were doing, I, I love what you were just saying basically Perfect. that, yeah. yeah, that we have all these stories. Well, even I think, you know, that Bible verse, when we look at like the love of money, but I think it's, it's when we put that love, what it's really saying, I'm not an expert Bible interpreter, but when I hear that it's when that love is the most, right. Yeah. When it's going after the thing yeah. instead of loving us first, loving our people and, and knowing that money can help us. Right. Yes, It's like- only when it's the thing. But you can have a lot of money and it doesn't have to be the most important thing. Yes. And I
0: don't have to, like, I told my husband this the other day. I honestly feel really good that, like, I know what it was. He had met with um, an attorney over a sign and he just came home and he just said the attorney was so just... I'm better than you. I'm this than you. I'm that than you. You, It was just an air about him. And I Mm -hmm. said, what is it that makes somebody think they are a better human being because they have a so called more prestigious job or they make more money? Like that does not make you a better human being, but me making money, you know what it does? It allows me to support a former fourth grade student who has no parents to help him finish his college, right? Money, like, I also want money because I want a beach home. I'm not going to lie, but money allows me to do really good things in my life mm-hmm. to support and change the world at the level that Kim Strobel can change the world. If you look at all the money Oprah has acquired and all the good that she's done in the world, how can we say that money is a bad thing? Right. So I, I'm just on a soapbox here. I know you're the guru, <laughs> you're the guru, but it's like if you're listening, people stop thinking that money is bad. And also stop thinking that you can't attract more of it simply because right now where you're at, you're like, well, seriously, like I can't even hardly pay my bills, Kim, or maybe you're Kim Strobel, who at one time made $8 an hour, struggled to pay her bills and drove a $2,000 Lexus car around that she was so thankful for because it actually ran and it was paid for and it wasn't another payment, right? But, but from even those circumstances, we have the ability
1: to generate and attract money.
0: Don't we? Absolutely.
1: Cathy? Absolutely. Everyone does like, and there might be, you know, everybody starts at a different place, but everyone has the ability to get there. And right? so how do we do that?
0: Cassie, what does that look like? <laughs> like, what would you say to the person who's like, okay, but I'm not Kim Strobel right now and I'm not Cassie mm-hmm. Parks and life feels like a struggle and I get really triggered around money or bills that come in or, or you know, I, I, I wish it came to me easier.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, so I normally start with identifying your money story um, mm. because it brings awareness. Hey, let's talk about that. What do you mean
0: by that? Identify yeah. your money story. <laughs> Before we dive into today's episode, I want to let you all know about my Create Massive Momentum Law of Attraction and Vision Board Workshop. The registration page is up and you can go and grab your spot starting today. This is a workshop I give once a year in January that sets you up for success the rest of the year. If you're ready to create the best year of your life, you're going to want to get in on this because this workshop Goes crazy every year. It's dedicated to helping you plan the next 12 months of your life in a way that's completely aligned with your higher self and the power of manifestation. How do I know this? Because I'm the chick that went from living paycheck to paycheck, making $8 an hour to hitting the million dollar mark in commanding. an hour. I went from toxic relationships in my life to surrounding myself with people who root for me along the way. And most importantly, my friends, I shifted my internal blueprint, which is the very thing that creates your outer world. And I did it by learning about the law of attraction and manifesting and creating a vision board that actually works. So you'll spend 90 minutes with me on January 5th. And I'm going to teach you all the goodness and the secrets of how to be intentionally aligned for the next year. You can go to kimstrobel.com slash vision board workshop. And I will also
1: place this in the show notes. So your money story, and I I figured these out or got the names after I'd worked with clients, you know, and I started interviewing them and then just randomly I'd start asking like, oh, well, what was your story before? And they would start giving me these answers. And this is the story that plays out over and over again. And still you start to write a new one. So there's the story of survival, which is if you're stressed about money, worried about money, you're probably in survival mode. Um, because there's never enough money. Now, when we break this down, a lot of times we learn there's never enough money because you've become accustomed to that stress of money. So if you've ever done this, or if you've ever known somebody, tax returns are great. We're talking about taxes, right? So a survival story would know, oh, $2,000 tax return is coming. And they would actually, before it even hits their account, probably spend 2,300. Because they hot potato money, because it's it is more comfortable to be stressed about money. Is that that's a, all they know?
0: Yep. <laughs> yeah, and so I love this because I don't know if you ever read um, the Big Leap by Gay Hendricks. Oh, I think I have not read it. Okay. I've read it, parts of it. It's amazing, and it talks about that we all have an upper limit problem, which basically means we have an internal thermostat, and that internal thermostat decides how much happiness we're really comfortable feeling. Mm-hmm. How much um, love we're really comfortable feeling, how much joy, how much um, money, right? And so we actually will sabotage ourselves because even though we say, oh, I, I want more happiness, our internal thermostat is so used to it's so comfortable not feeling happiness mm-hmm. that it 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 feels really wonky in our system to actually have it. So that's kind of what you're saying, right? Like, the the story that you've had around money has become an internal thermostat, and you're actually addicted, sort of, or you're you're only comfortable living in the stress cycle of that money story. Yeah, if your survival
1: is your story, for sure. Okay, so yeah. that's one of them. Survival. So that's one of them. Yeah. So just enough is very similar, but it's not as stressful. That's because, the next layer, just enough. I have just yeah, that's enough the next money. Story. Okay, tell us about that. Um, and so just enough. And I would see these don't necessarily like it's you don't go the hierarchy. You generally have one. Oh sometimes you might float between two, but you generally have one until you become aware and you change it. So a different one is just enough. And this is this person, this is how they recognize themselves. If the brakes on their car go out, they know, oh, somehow $300 is going to show up to fix that. I'm going to be okay. But they also know, oh, I got $1,000 extra and a bonus I wasn't expecting. Something like the water heater is going to go out to take that money. So it's always coming back to just enough, Mm -hmm. um, which gets like sad because then you're not you don't believe you can ever save for that trip to paris because something comes along and takes that money so that there's just enough it's not stressful but it's not happy either right um there's money chaser uh, oh, which... I'm just <laughs>
0: loving these names okay
1: tell us about the money chaser yeah. so money chasers they chase the money right they don't even stop to think about um you know do i really want to do this do i Do I love this? Am I going to get a return on investment, right? They will throw money literally at anything they think of business. So somebody who's been in more than three MLMs, generally a money chaser, anyone with a million ideas, their family's tired of hearing about all their brilliant business ideas. It's probably a money chaser. Um, And money chasers are smart and amazing and innovative, but they are so the chase is what's built in because they're chasing the money. Instead of stopping and looking at their money and, and figuring out, they're chasing money so that they can get happy, they can find joy, instead of finding the joy and knowing they can have joy and money together.
0: Oh, so good. So it's almost like, um, yeah, they always are reaching for a new goal or something new and, and, and they don't understand they can find their happiness right now as they don't have to be chasing that all the time to find. Okay. All right. Yeah. Keep going. Yeah. Love it.
1: Um, and then there is the money hot mess, um, <laughs> which literally I heard, I heard this three times. I'm like, Oh yeah, this is the story. And at one point, so I was a money chaser at one point in a hot mess at one point. Um, and the money hot mess is somebody who money's never really been a problem for. So it's never been stressful. Like there's always been money in their life. Like they spend money, and they pay for things. They're never stressed. They've never really had to think about it for whatever reason. It's just come easy. And when this one starts to affect people, so they normally don't care until they get to this moment where they're like, I've made a lot of money. I should have more to show for it. Mm. Like I don't have the life I want or like, you know, they just start to like do the math and are like, Hmm, I feel like I should have more for whatever I've made all these years or, you know, for what so I making in my money job, plenty
0: of money, but maybe they've spent it frivolously, even though it keeps coming in.
1: Would that be accurate? Yeah, they've just spent it without thinking. Okay. So maybe okay. frivolously, okay. maybe just like just without choice, really, because it was there, right? Yes. Like, oh, I have it, so I buy that, and it's it's always okay. Yes. Yeah. And then there's the hold tight. Um, These are the people on that want to hold on to everything, and they really get. Their feel good about money from saving money. So, this is a person who would drive, you know, 30 minutes across town to save five cents on a gas on a gallon, right? Yep. I know exactly. I I
0: think of two people in my life right now that like they, they hoard their money. They won't, Mm -hmm. they won't go out to dinner. They won't buy dessert. They drive across the bridge 15 minutes away to save a nickel on gas. Exactly. Yes. (laughs) Those people really get on my nerves. They're a trigger for me, Cassie. So I know (laughs) like it's something inside of me, but like those people get on my nerves and, and I'm sorry if you're one of them. I'm just saying like, it just drives me wild when people hoard their damn money and won't spend it on enjoying their life.
1: <laughs> enjoying it. Right. When they're, when you're, cause it's for you and me, you probably we're like, you're going to drive 40 minutes round trip to save a dollar. Yeah. But that dollar is what gives them their feel good right? It's that saving. It's not the experience of the money. It's the saving it. I met a hold tight once who was like, oh yeah, I moved into a new place and I slept on the floor for six months because I knew the mattress I wanted would go on sale for $200. And I was like, oh wow. Right. But it's, it was like, I had to save that not, you know, what's six, that's 30 bucks a month for not sleeping on the floor. You know,
0: do, do they also carry a scarcity mindset? Would you say Like it's never enough. They have a scarcity mindset or not.
1: Um, Sometimes. I think the biggest thing about them is not wanting to let go. And the ones that I've interviewed, their biggest thing um, when they have this before they change that story is they, there's some fear that they are missing out because they're not willing to sort of take that opportunity, right? Rarely are they the person who would have a good business idea and invest in something for that. Right. And exactly. sometimes even if they do, they are so worried, like, let's take a coaching program, right? Like, let's say they want to be a coach. If you're a hold tight and you haven't done any work on this, you'll be in the coaching program in like trying to scrimp out every dime, like instead of being there for the experience and the transformation, you're like, oh, like I need to get more hours or I need to make sure I do every single thing to, oh, yeah. To to get the value, right? Yeah. 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 I'm laughing because one of the people that I know
0: that would be a hold tight when my husband and I got into investment property, uh, we read this book called rich dad, poor dad that changed our life (laughs) and it, and and it was risky. And my, I really had to talk my husband into it. And like uh, a, a family member of ours was just like really almost upset with us. Like that's really risky. And I don't, you know, like did not have a positive reaction and he's a hold tight. So mm-hmm. like your, your scenarios are just spot on.
1: <laughs> yeah. He was not happy yeah. about
0: our risk-taking.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right. Even though it doesn't involve him. It's like, right? Right? yeah, too close for comfort.
0: <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay. I, are there others? Nope. So those are the main five. Those are the main um, five. So here's mm-hmm. what I would say about myself. I'm not sure. So I would say that 25 years ago when I was, kind of live in paycheck to paycheck. I mm-hmm. was in the, I was in the just enough, right? Like, yeah. Okay. Something went wrong with the car. We can pay for it, but, but yeah, I, I think that I was in the just enough phase. Yeah, And I think that is for sure how my parents lived. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. Um, I'm not sure what phase I would be in now because
1: Oh, you probably have written your own money story by now. Oh, you wouldn't okay. pay in any of I, So I don't no, have no, no. to fit into one of these. No. So okay. like if okay. if money isn't, <laughs> no, no. Like if you've done the work, which obviously you've done the, you're paying 37,000 in taxes and you're happy about it. You've done the work on right. your money mindset and the things like that, right? And you've read Rich Dad, Poor Dad. So you, what would you title the money story that you live now?
0: I love that. What would I title the money story I live? Well, so I would say that, Um, I definitely have, um, created what I would consider to be a lot of money considering where I was at one time. Um, I would say that I make really good choices about money, but because there is abundance about it, I am sometimes frivolous as well. Um, like the Amazon boxes keep arriving, but I'm also fully funding my investments and, you know, like my, I, my, Mm -hmm. my, my simple IRA is in place. You know, I'm, could I contribute even more? I'm sure. But like, I'm maxing all that stuff out. So, um, yeah, I think money flows to me and I'm, I'm in,
1: um, vibrational alignment. Money flows to me. Like that's probably the title I would say. Yeah. (laughs) Right. And so when you live that, um, that story, right? That's a different story than any of those. And so when you do the work, you can go from just enough to money flows to me. Yeah, I've done the work
0: big time. Okay, so if you're listening, guys, I just, I'm so curious. This is, I love how <laughs> this episode's going. So you're either in survival, your, your money story is either survival, just enough, money chaser, money hot mess, or hold tight. And if you're in the She Finds Joy face group or you're on Instagram, my Instagram, of course, you guys know is uh, Kim Strobel Joy. I would love for you to snap a picture of this episode and tell me what your current money story is or what it was or maybe create your own. But these money stories,
1: why are they important, Kathy? They're important because they're what we picked up by default. Right. And, and the way that I know that, I mean, I didn't, in the beginning, it wasn't like thousands, like a study, you know, it wouldn't pass like the study from psychology and statistics, but when I watched this and I heard the same, like, I heard the same words coming out of people's mouth who didn't know each other, who came from different walks of life, who came from different cities or, you know, countries even. Right. And like this, these five things keep coming up. Like there is something. These are what we pick up by default. So if we haven't started to become aware, we haven't started to choose, learn our power, leverage the law of attraction, right? Get into vibrational alignment, read books, and choose to make investments and up-level our money mindset. This is what we usually get by default, is one of the five of these. Mm-hmm. And they're important because they start to bring awareness. So one of the things, if you're a survival money story, now that you know that you could start to pay attention to when you're spending money. Like, am I spending money? Cause I have extra money, mm-hmm. you know? And this is a real, I have a client and cause, cause you, you grow and then you still have to catch your story sometimes, right? It uh-huh. sneaks back in once in a while. And as you grow bigger and she was having a, she's a wellness coach, health and wellness coach she's having a great month. All of her investments were paid. That's what I call bills. Anytime you spend money, it's an investment. Um, all of that was paid and she got this client out of the blue that paid in full and she drove to whole foods and she was about to buy herself lunch because she could always justify investing money in good food because she's a health coach. Right. So she could always justify that no matter what. And she re- she was about to go into whole foods and she's like, I'm about to go buy the exact same food I have in the refrigerator. Yeah. And she, because she was a survival. So she was about to hot potato that extra money. Right. She'd gotten yeah, comfortable, but they like didn't feel extra, comfortable. Right. No, <laughs> it was like, you Oh, you had to get rid of it. It. yeah. And you know, luckily you're working. And she's like, I just caught it like in a big way, you know, what I was about to like, literally it's my, it's one of my favorite stories because it was literally the exact same food. Like there was no way she needed to go buy herself the exact same lunch. (laughs) Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. And so it's being
0: able to identify our money story, catch ourselves, but then how do we, um, like, I, I know my audience is thinking like, how do I get rid of this deeply seated thing? I mean, I know for me, um, and you know, in, um, my, we're, I'm teaching the law of attraction. Um, well, it's called create big momentum, and awesome. and and it's and the subtitle is the law of attraction and vision board. And we we talk really deeply in that. I do it once a year in January, and I'm teaching it January fifth. And anyway, it's a it's a two hour workshop where I go in and teach you how to begin to change your inner vibration and work with your subconscious mind and your inner beliefs, your conscious, subconscious beliefs, so that you can actually start to attract and and decide what it is you want to attract in your life and then become vibrationally aligned to do that. And and that's a lot of the work that you do only Mm -hmm. completely centered around money, right?
1: Yes. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Centered around money. And then of course it has the ripple effect because we change one thing, right? When you change your money story, you can't help, you know, because if you're a money chaser, you're chasing money, you're probably also chasing love, chasing um feeling food. good, food, yeah. yeah, chasing um, you know, um making other people proud, yes. you know, all of those things. Self so you know, you're chasing validation, you're chasing all of that stuff. Um, same with survival, like you're taking you're you're acting in survival in every place of your life, right? Oh. Yes. yes. Yeah, so yeah. it's not that you're just centered on money, it's just that
0: understanding our money theme is actually a theme that plays out in our relationships, in our physical life, in our spiritual life, in our well-being life, in our financial life, in our career life. Like all of those things, you start to see that there's a connectedness to that theme that's running in the background all of the time.
1: Mhm. Yeah. And I love to use money to change that because we get to keep score. It, for me, it keeps my clients like, oh, we're looking at this and like money is we touch money every day, right? Every yes. decision, right? Is there gas yes. in the car to go to work? Are, are we going to stop and get coffee or no, you know, that whole thought like every single there's so many opportunities to catch our thoughts about money. That is why I love teaching on money. And then we also has that built in score, or if you're trying to manifest love, it's a little harder to score or the scores might come in between, but money like, Ooh, found a dime, save $5. Somebody gifted me 50 bucks. Somebody bought me lunch we can constantly keep that score and notice.
0: Yes. You know, one of the things that I learned early on is to risk respect money. And I'm trying to teach mm-hmm. this to my son who can be a little, Like, oh, you know, there's $5 in his jeans that came out in the, in the (laughs) wash. But like, I literally stopped, like I was running the other day and there was a penny on the ground and you better believe your bottom dollar that I'm going to stop and pick that penny up heads up or heads down. I don't care. Right. Because because that is showing the universe that you respect money. And like, I found a dime the other day in the, in the dryer. And I was just like, oh, look at how easy money flows to me. Like it's even jumping out of the, you know, the dryer now at me. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yes.
1: <laughs> I love that. Yes. And we do that too. It was so like, we're in the middle of a photo shoot. And actually that client I was talking about found herself in the whole foods. She like, we're all walking out of this house in Arizona and she's just like, yeah. And we all, she's like, I found a penny. And we're all like, yes.
0: You like, <laughs> have, because the more you celebrate, that's why I celebrate that. I can pay my bills each month. I do. Mm-hmm. I sell a, I celebrate that. Um, because the more you celebrate it, t- tell us why that, why that works in our favor. The,
1: the more you create to celebrate, Ooh, right? love- like the more you like that, cause that's where your energy is. That's where your mind is. And, you know, it works both like energy, what you're putting out, but it's also literally how our brain works. Like, Oh, you like to celebrate. Let me filter through and find all the things for you to celebrate because our yeah. brain is, doing what it does today based on what we wanted yesterday.
0: Yeah. I it's think. the, it's called the RAS system, right? The mm-hmm. reticular Delo- activating. Explain what that is in the brain. Cause I want people <laughs> to understand that, that yeah. Kim and Cassie are not just two woo woo people. Like this is, this is neuroscience, right? Like it is. Yeah. Can you explain what the RAS, the reticular activating system is in our brain? I might not nail this,
1: but is, um, you know, it's based, it's, our brain pulls what we see today, like what we see, what we filter. So what we Google, right? Like our brain has its own Google because there's so many millions of bits of information per second. We're only getting to see here, be in contact with the things that our brain filters in. And that system is built, you know, it's based on memory. So our brain is trying to give us the same thing as yesterday. So it filters, oh, yesterday. Like, so if it's, Oh, you know, yesterday was a terrible today was a terrible day. Da-da-da-da-da. Your brain is gonna filter for that tomorrow. If you're like, oh man, life is good. I've celebrated, I paid my bills, I paid my taxes, more money's coming in, I'm getting more money. Your brain's gonna filter for that. Literally, like Google, like Google, let's think of it like Google Images, Google that and show you all those images. That's what it's gonna take in, the information it's gonna choose to process. Yeah. You know, it, it
0: reminds me a little bit of like Facebook and Google ads. Cause like, you know, if you click on, like <laughs> if I click on shoes or whatever, and then within the next several days, it's like, oh, now there's an ad over here for shoes. And there's an ad over here for shoes. Your brain works the same way. Like if I said, Hey, listen, I want you to just focus on green cars. And I want you to look at gre- a green car every day, like on your vision board or whatever. I guarantee you, you would start to notice green cars, like Absolutely. crazy crazy. And it's not because those damn green cars haven't always been there. It's because there's so much information coming at us and our brain learns to filter for what is important to us. Right. Mm -hmm. And so when you start to focus on and celebrate money then your brain starts to notice more of that. And it's so funny, the other day um, I had um, this this corporation and they did a keynote with me and it was great and they loved it. And then they planned to do two more and their budget fell out and they had to cancel. And so I was like, oh crap, you know, like that's $8,000 out the door. Um, And then I was like, wait a minute, Uh, 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 girlfriend. Uh, uh, uh." And so I was like, you know what? I was like, there. I started to focus on all the other goodness like all the amazing goodness around me. Like I pulled in and my big, beautiful house was there and I went and gave my husband a hug and it felt so good to be in his arms and blah, blah, blah. And guess what happened, Cassie? Guess what happened? They found Out a of budget. nowhere, I booked <laughs> another gig that's even more money and I sold an online course and I got three more phone calls for prospecting. And I, I believe it's because I shifted my mind back to abundance that mm-hmm. that happened. Absolutely. Right. Girl, yeah. if this happiness <laughs> coaching thing doesn't work out for me, I might just have to be a money coach with you. I like
1: it. I like it.
0: <laughs> oh, but no, honestly, though, I do have to find I find myself and I have to work on myself too, you know, because we all can step into those old, old stories. And so this has been so helpful. We may have to do a part two and a part three at some point because I just love everything that you're saying. Um, but Cassie tell tell my people and we'll drop all the links in the show notes but where can mm-hmm. people find out more about you if they're really tuned into this conversation
1: um they can go to cassieparks.com c a s s i e p a r k s um if you love podcasts you can search um uh, manifest it now on your favorite podcast app um, is that your podcast That is mine with a co-host. I have two podcasts. So that's mine with a co-host. We just talk law of attraction and how we apply it to our lives. Yeah, and actually tying into this conversation, um, we're doing a whole season on money and abundance coming up in January.
0: Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Fantastic. Okay, we'll drop both of those um, in the show notes as well. Awesome. Uh, Kathy, thank you just for giving us, like this has just been really helpful. I've, I've loved trying to identify where I am. Um, And so thank you for your insights today and for sharing
1: with us. Oh, thank you for having me. It was so much fun.
0: Thank you so much for joining me on the She Finds Joy show today. I'm so honored that you chose to listen to this episode. As always, this conversation will be continued in my free private Facebook group called She Finds Joy. You can join that group by going to KimStroble.com forward slash Facebook to connect with other people just like you. Additionally, if this is your first time listening to the show, know that we drop a new episode every other Wednesday. So make sure you subscribe, go to whatever podcast app you use, and subscribe so you never miss an episode. You can do that directly if you go to KimStroble.com forward slash review. That will put you in Apple Podcast, where you can click on the subscribe button and you can also leave a review. If you scroll down just a little bit, you can leave a five-star review and write a few sentences letting me know what you thought. It's so very important to get people to leave a review for my podcast. The reviews help me get higher on the iTunes list and that will show up when people are searching for a new podcast and it will really help us get new subscribers. So if I could ask one little favor for you, just to go to kimstrubble.com forward slash review, give us a review and give us a comment and let us know what's been helpful. Thank you so much for listening in. I am really honored to be a part of this community with you.